Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm here with our founder, uh, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's here. Yes, a few it days is. away, oh, finally. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, I, th- I, always, I thought Christmas was starting too early when they were putting stuff in the stores right after Halloween. <laughs> but now it's like, I wish I would have <laughs> jumped on it early. You oh, know? I was ahead of the time, I guess, because that's when I started looking forward to Christmas was after Halloween. Uh, yeah. As a child growing up. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just don't want to shortchange Thanksgiving. You know? so, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're doing our final podcast before Christmas, uh, and we, we had the theme, Christmas is Faith. Yeah. Christmas is hope. And so what do we think the last one is? Christmas is love. Christmas is love. Right. Just out of 1 Corinthians 13, I'm talking about these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about the greatest of these, yeah. which is love. And it's so, appropriate that we're talking about it, uh, celebrating Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It really, I mean... It, it's so obvious in some respects, but maybe it eludes people at the same time. Mm-hmm. So so we're going to talk about it. I, I want to open with a verse, and then okay. we'll see where this takes us. But uh, um, again, I've been using the ESV version for the last couple of years. And what I love the most about the ESV is uh, the word abide is all over, especially John's yeah. gospel and, and, the, and the books of John. And, the, yeah. and, the, and so this is out of 1 John 4, and it's uh, 1 John 4, 16. So we've come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. And God abides in him. Yeah. So uh, love and abiding tie in so much, you know, and I think, you know, I love the, the theology of the journey in the sense that if you abide in Christ, you'll bear fruit. And what what is fruit? Well, the fruit of the spirit, and the greatest of those fruits is love. Yeah. So, abiding leads to love being manifested. I think in our lives. So, what what where's your well? Okay, process? I'm, I'm excited about sharing this. Okay. You know, when John uh, wrote that, he was about 80 years old. Mm. Uh, but when he encountered Christ, he was about 25 years old, mm. or 23, something like that. He was the youngest of them. But uh, and it's interesting that he he called himself the beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how he saw himself. He was loved by by uh, Christ. And uh, and if you look at the the uh, Last Supper on there, you see that when Jesus was having that supper with them, he was closest to Jesus, kind of leaning into him. Mm-hmm. And so he had a love connection early on. And what I find interesting is that. The number of times John, in all of his works, whether it's in the gospel or the letters, the number of times he mentions abide. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that what he is doing now is clarifying abide. Mm -hmm. Because the abiding relationship is a love relationship with Christ. Mm. It's his love for us and our love for him, and that's abiding. It's entering into that place of deep intimacy with him. Now, you can love somebody at a distance, but that's not the kind of love that he wants to have for us. He wants to have an intimate love with us. Uh, you know, he used terms like being the bridegroom and his church is the bride. So he, he's talking about a, a deeper spiritual intimacy, relational intimacy with him, um, we as the bride. Now, it took me a long time to kind of be okay with being called a bride. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Because I'm a macho man. Uh -huh. But uh, it's not that. It's not, it's not an issue of manhood. It's an issue of an intimate relationship with our Creator. Mm -hmm. And it's love. And, you know, the thing that we celebrate about Christmas is that of the expression of love. Mm -hmm. The expression of love is God's love for us that he sent his only son. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. Love. And then we just read the, we just read that verse said God is love. Yeah. And I mean, I love that. God is love. And then Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Yeah. So therefore, if I do my math correctly, if God is love and Jesus is God, then Jesus is love too. Yeah. So Jesus came to the world to bring love. Right. And he also is telling us that when we abide with him, that the fruit of the Spirit that will flow through our life will be first what? Love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love, joy, peace, patience. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Love. Love connection. It intertwines. It was the expression of love that sent that baby, Jesus, to Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. It's the, re the response of love by Joseph and Mary yeah. to be caretakers of Jesus through those years. Mm -hmm. It was Jesus' love that caused him to be able to live as he did. Um, and express himself as he did, especially on the cross and the resurrection. It was love from God to the world, God through him, the message from God, the promise from God of that love, the redemption that was bought and paid for us because of love. And what is our response? Our response is to love him back mm -hmm. because of the things he's done. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Brian, Christmas was the beginning of the greatest rescue mankind has ever had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think in this whole Christian experience, um, some, to some people, it's just religion. It's just it's about obeying the rules or doing more doing more right in my life than than wrong and hoping I just squeak into heaven, you know, mm -hmm. or or about going to church and just being a member of a church, you know. And in all the journey groups I've led, what I love watching is when people make the connection that, no, it's so much more than all that. It's about a love relationship between you and yeah. your father. And people, I don't think, really thought that was really available. Or they don't think it's, how can this be true? Yeah. It's the hardest thing in the world to understand grace. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, our understanding has to go through our grid of survival, you know, of the st strong and the, the ways of the world and how we were raised and 
at best, we love people because, you know, we might be uh, compassionate enough to forgive them. But, you know, to give them a, a, a deep acceptance into our heart after they've betrayed us, after they've hurt us, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So what we do is that we have kind of a, the world's type of love is I love you if. I love you if you love me. I love you if you do good things. I love you if you obey me. I love you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But God's love is not that way. And see, it's so hard for us to get our, our, our thoughts around grace. And, and, and it's because of that that we have a hard time just fully uh, accepting it and, and receiving it and, and walking in it and letting it change our perspective about the way we see God, the way we see ourselves, the way we see the world. But a grace is, a, is a, the highest form of love Mm-hmm. that can ever be given. Well, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a softie for the, the Christmas movies and, and, and the, the movies I like or the stories I like at Christmas time are usually like Ebenezer Scrooge, like a Christmas Carol when somebody's so hard, hardened by the world yeah. and then love enters in and they, and they change their heart softens or George Bailey, who was so discouraged and, yeah. and it's wonderful life. You know, um, I, I love, I love those kind of stories, and I, I have since I was a kid. But now I really see that whoever wrote those was in touch with the deeper truth yeah. that that there is hope beyond us, there is love beyond us, yeah. and when we find it, it does change. It can change everything, change our perspective, and and uh, and I think people get hardened, and they get and at holidays sometimes even it's manifested in harsh ways, you know, and they, they get caught up in the busyness and the stress of getting all the presents and all that. And, and, and it just almost robs them of the love. And then sometimes he enters in, in my life anyway, and, and, and kind of grabs hold of me and said, Hey, why don't you just chill out and relax and let's just enjoy this, you know, and let's just, and reminds me of what it's all about, you know? And mm-hmm. so I just hope our listeners out there are abiding this Christmas season yeah. so they can really tap into that love that's there and, and they can share with their families, yeah. you know, so it's a, it, it is something that I think the, the, the Lord deserves and we need. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of a reorientation. And that's what I love about Christmas is reorienting. Yeah. And it gets my eyes back on where it all began. And that's where I need to do to go. Oftentimes is where did my faith begin? One thing I have discovered about pastors, a lot of pastors, is that um, pastors can get so busy in ministry mm-hmm. that they forget why they went into ministry. Yeah, yeah. And generally the reason they go into ministry is because of love. They feel the Lord's love and, and they, they love him. And that it's very simple. And I find it interesting that, uh, that in Revelations, it, that the Lord said, I have this against you, that you have forgotten your first love. Yeah, that's right. And the first love is what? God's love for us. There you go. Yeah. We tend toward thinking it's, you know, when I first came to know him and I loved him at that point, and therefore, oh yeah, take me back to the beginning of my salvation. No, no, no. That was the second love. That's your response love. The first love is his love. Mm. And that's, I believe that's what the Lord was saying is you have forgotten my love for you and go back to it. Return to 
remember what I gave you. It turned your heart. And that's that my grace. I showed you how I love. I didn't explain to you what that looks like. That's something that unpacks the rest of your life. Is trying to understand grace and let it permeate your life and let it work through your life to others. That's that's a journey. Mm. But we have to go back to the origin of it. It always starts with his love for us. It started, Bethlehem started that way. His love for mankind. Mm. Well, and I think for those of us who understand that and know how much we're loved, the second part, I think, is sharing that love with others. Because sometimes our expression of love is is going to make them, is going to remind them yeah. of their first love. Yeah. You know, when they, when they, you know, when somebody gets a check in the mail from an anonymous person or something at Christmas time and it just bless, you know, they're going to see that as a love, the hand of God, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that that is how God works. He works through us to love others. This morning, Rocky, we, we had two prayer calls already this morning and one was uh, our normal prayer call. But what struck me was uh, one of our buddies who, uh, had a really bad case of COVID and, and really faced, looked death in the eyes this year. And he had a, boy, he had a love and a joy this morning yeah. and so thankful for Christmas because yeah. he said, I'm just glad to have another one. Yeah. He wasn't sure he was going to be around. And then we we had another call for a man who's facing a very serious surgery with a cancer situation, doesn't know, doesn't know how it's going to turn out. And, uh, but there was a lot of love as everybody came around him and, and, a, and a gratefulness in his heart, you know? So, yeah. I mean, talk about love. Um, this is what God wants. He wants us to be sharing our love with each other, I think. And, you know, there's another aspect of it. So let me bring another movie in. Okay. <laughs> okay. You remember Chariots of Fire? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. It was a great movie. And true story, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and the Eric uh, Little, uh-huh. Liddell, how you say his name, was a Scottish missionary into China. And if I'm not mistaken, he died there too. But in the movie, he was a, he was a very admired part of that movie. And I'll never forget this about what he said about himself. He said, God made me fast, and I feel his pleasure when I run. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I think that that's the way I see loving other people. He made me to love, and I feel his pleasure when I'm loving other people. Wow. That is so true. I agree with that totally because I feel that way. I mean, the times I feel closest to God are when either I'm, his love sneaks up on me and surprises me, yeah. you know, or, or when, I'm sh- when I'm loving other people and, and getting out of myself, getting out of my normal selfish ways or my own whatever, my own issues are getting out that putting that aside and loving other people that's when i feel his love even more manifest yeah, within me you feel his pleasure don't you You do you yeah. do that's right so that's it's that love god love others mm-hmm. it's all about and it all came it started with jesus yeah because we couldn't do it without without him and his presence we couldn't do it because it we're just there's too much of a separation right between us oh, and yeah. god yeah so Amy Carmichael uh, wrote something years ago, which this is calling out of my my memories of reading her work, and she was her her writing is wonderful, and uh, I don't know a hundred or more years ago, but uh, she uh, she had this to say about you know the grace that God gives us and the love that God gives us. She says she said it's like a a river of water. 
that flows to us. Uh, and if it will flow through us and out of us, it will be continuous. But if we dam it up and not give it to other people, then it will become stale water, mm. like a stale pond never gives off. And you know, it's interesting if you want to take that analogy and go to Israel. Uh, I went to Israel and, and uh, started my journey going up into the northern part of Israel, which was up in the mountains. And that's where uh, the Sea of Galilee is. But what feeds into that is this wonderful, crystal clear water, cold water. It comes from snow mount melts from the mountains up there. And I was in a park where that, that, where that water was just flowing through there like a rush. And it was flowing into the Sea of Galilee. And, um, and so we were baptized right below the Sea of Galilee in the Jordan right there. And the water was really cool and clear and nice. Uh, but as it, make, as it snakes its way through the, the African Rift, which is called the Jordan River, it's going down, 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 down. And it finally finds its uh, resting place in the lowest part in the world, which is the Dead Sea. Mm. So you have this wonderful, crystal clear, beautiful water flowing down, but it goes into a place that never lets it escape. And it is uh, so salty that no life can live in it. Mm. None. And it could be the same way with us. We could have the purest love that's being that's flowing to us from God into our life. But if we ever try to store it up and not release it to other people, then we will die spiritually mm. of stagnation. Mm. And I think it probably a companion thought would be that uh, when he talks about the living water, living water, which is, the Holy, I think, the Holy Spirit moving through us, or water that comes through us and is, yeah. Yeah, spills over to other people and yeah. blesses other people. It's never intended to stop with us. Yeah, I mean, it, there are the parallels right there. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I was thinking about, so Jesus, you know, God so loved the world, He sent His only Son, Jesus. So that's why we have Christmas. Jesus came, love came. And then uh, He grew up to be a man and showed how much He loved us mm -hmm. by dying on that cross mm -hmm. and then uh, and then he rose from the dead and came and got to speak to his disciples one last time and that's when he you know he said you know I'm I'm leaving but go 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 show them what I've taught you mm -hmm. go go share that love yeah <laughs> go love other people basically go right. love other people and show them teach them what I've shown you immerse them in the things that I yeah. told you and then I love the last sign and I behold I am with you to the end of the age so yeah. he's you know he Jesus love is still with us now to the end of the age, you know? So, uh, so I would just think that's encouragement at Christmas time that he's here, you know, his, his love is here. Yeah. He, he's with us right now and, uh, just wants us to enjoy it and, and, and love others. One thing that, uh, you know, uh, that I have been really concerned about for a good while is unity mm -hmm. in, in the God's family. And, 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 I, I remember reading the scripture that Jesus told his disciples uh, to love one another. By this, the world will know that you're mine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that love connection that we have with each other, Brian, 
in the body of Christ, as disciples of Christ, speaks to the world around us. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I would pray for, uh, if we're going to be looking at the significance of Christmas, the significance of Christmas in this day and time, uh, and also the significance of a new year that will be following, is I would, I would wish, I would pray for, that the body of Christ will begin to translate in their minds, in their thoughts, about what this means, this love that's been given to them, and how important it is to give it to each other in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We've got to do away with the things that separate us, the racial, the political, the cultural, the denominational separations that are in the body of Christ, especially in this country. And I think of this country because I think in other countries, such as China and other places where there's persecution, they don't have much separation. There's a lot of unity there. They're, uni they're unified. And persecution oftentimes does that. Mm. Uh, it drives people closer to each other because, bottom line, we need each other. Mm. We need comfort. We need Safety, we need a lot of things. We need the security that relationships give, community give, even though it's hidden, such as the hidden church in China mm. uh, and other areas. <clears throat> but I, I would hate for this country, the church in this country, to have to get to that point. I would rather that we step up right now and begin loving each other because Christ loves us. Mm -hmm. I would love the Baptist loving the Presbyterian and Presbyterian, the Catholic, and so on. Every denomination. I would love the whites and the blacks loving together. I love the Asians and the, all the other different uh, uh, color spectrums of, of the beautiful colors out there with brown and, and black and whatever they are out there. It, it represents a race. It represents a language. It represents a culture. It represents a denomination. It represents the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We are a tapestry of colors and cultures that are blended together into something beautiful. God sees us as beautiful, mm -hmm. but we don't see ourselves that way. Yeah. And I pray that the love of Christ will, will become so ingrained in us that it flows out to each other mm -hmm. and that we in the body of Christ can become unified in the spirit yeah, with each other. I, I heard a quote years ago, and it, it was uh, somebody used to put it on their tagline, and it said, if, if love doesn't work, let's don't try anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like love love is the answer. You know, and that sounds cliche, right? You know, love is the answer, love the world, whatever. Yeah. But uh, but it's so true. It really is true because we've seen it. I mean, I again, I, I think of just a journey group experience, and I think about when people find love, it changes changes them, and it starts changing mm -hmm. their marriage. They start knowing how to love their wife better. They start giving more time to their kids, and they start loving their employees if they own a business. I mean, it it's amazing what happens when people really discover love. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's been uh, requested for years. I remember back in the, I guess it was the 60s or 70s, Deanna Warwick had a song, What the World Needs Now, Love Sweet love. That might not have been Deanna. That might have been another person. I think it was a British. That, that might have been her. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She might have been a remake of it. But yeah. the, the point being is that, you know, it was a plain cry. The world needs love. Yeah. 
But uh, you know, you're not going to get love unless you go at it the way God does it. Yeah, that goes back to He loved the world so much He gave mm-hmm. His Son Jesus. And what the world needs is Jesus and the type of love, <laughs> yeah, unconditional. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Acceptance. Yeah, not what you can do for me to earn my love, but no, just unconditional, you know, unmerited favor, love. Yeah, but that's what we got. Yes, yeah. that's what we celebrate. Mm-hmm. We had that kind of. That was the beginning. That was the catalyst right there mm-hmm. to start a, a love movement on, on, uh, in Bethlehem on Christmas Day. That love movement has moved now into billions of people throughout the world, to you and me, mm-hmm. and to these people who are listening to this podcast. That's right. I'm kind of thinking of that one of the final lines in the Christmas carol. Ebenezer Scrooge, after he's visited by the spirits and starts realizing, you know, how he's missed out on some opportunities, you know, and he wanted to turn his life around and he, he realizes it, it's not too late. He opens up the wheels. Oh, it's Christmas Day. It's not too late. I can still yeah. go and do something. And that's when he goes and yeah. blesses, yeah. you know, Bob Cratchit's family and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah. so as people hear this podcast, it's a few days from Christmas, so it's not too late. Yeah. If if they've if they've become a Scrooge, if they've if they've allowed the hardness of the world or the or the worries about the world and all that to to steal their joy this Christmas, it's not too late. Yeah, they can bring it in. Satan wants to think make us feel that we're disqualified and not worthy to receive the love of God, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore we are hardened. Mm-hmm. And because we're hardened, we give hardened love. But we, if we will accept that which he wants to give us, embrace it fully, then it will flow through us. Yeah. And it will reach people and it'll touch them. And uh, and they will know that uh, a man who walks, or a man or woman who walks with Jesus because of that love. Yeah. Well, um, as we close out this podcast, uh, we want to close with that song that you, your favorite Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yours too. <laughs> yeah, I, I've grown to love it too. I didn't, you know, I'd heard it, but I didn't really ever pay attention to the lyrics. I don't yeah. think. But uh, um, this is Casting Crowns version of uh, "I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day." So before we play that, anything you want to say about that? Yeah, song? listen to the words uh-huh. uh, and think of it this way. Henry uh, Wadsworth Longfellow wrote that back during the Civil War. And uh, and so, you know, a lot of the things that were going on back then were, well, it was just a great conflict within this world. And that's why he said there's no peace, there's despair. But in 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 that, he, he heard the bells on Christmas Day and he was reminded, wait a minute now, there is peace. Uh, but you got to look for it. Mm-hmm. You got to focus on. You got to go vertical. The reason I say that because I think it's in this world that we live in right now. There is no peace. Mm. We don't have peace. We don't have peace with other countries. We don't even have peace within our country. Mm-hmm. We don't have peace. And and we very well could be saying there is no peace. I said in despair. But that's not true. It's going to be found at the manger. Mm. And that's what we're going to be celebrating. Yeah, it's still here. His love is here. Because he's here. Because he's here. That's right. And he's with us to the end of the age. So listen to the words when, when you hear the song. Yeah. So we just want to bless all of you out there, all you influencers, and just thank you for 
your your love for us, for this ministry, all your service out there. It's a volunteer army of people out there making disciples. So bless you all out there. And uh, we just want to say Merry Christmas to you from from Rocky and me and, and all our ministry here to all of you out there. So bless you and your families.
corner 